Catalina, A Test of Faith. Prologue. This experience happened to me many years ago in La Paz, Bolivia. It had a profound impact on my life. I wish I could remember more details of the event. I don't remember the name of the clinic or any of the doctors that we worked with. Though painful, this experience truly helped build my testimony of the gospel and my purpose here on earth. I walked into the clinic in La Paz, Bolivia. It was the summer after my first year at Brigham Young University. I was 18 years old and had come to spend the summer with my parents. My dad was working for the United States government as a consultant to the Minister of Education in Bolivia. I was escorted to a small room where there was poor lighting and a damp, cold feeling. In the room, there were about 15 small baby bassinets. And in most of these beds lay the tiniest babies I had ever seen. Some were crying, but most were just whimpering. Many lay very still with feeding tubes attached to various places in their bodies. They were all suffering from starvation. Their bellies and the rest of their bodies, just bones covered with flesh. Most of the babies had tons of dark hair. Some had patches on their head that were bald where doctors had placed intravenous feeding tubes. There were two or three small gas heaters placed in between the beds to keep the room warm, but the atmosphere was anything but warm. The white walls had no colorful, bright pictures. There were no stuffed animals. In fact, nothing would give any indication that this room was any different than any other room in the hospital. And so my work for the summer began. I recruited several other American teenagers to help me. Three days a week, we would go to the clinic and work with the starving babies. We would wash them, put clean clothes and a clean diaper on them, and then spend at least one hour trying to get some formula into their swollen bellies. Starving babies are often too weak to eat or have forgotten how to suck. It sometimes took close to an hour to get them to swallow two ounces of formula which might or might not stay down. Often they would throw the formula back up because they were not used to having anything in their tummies. We would feed them, wrap them up to keep them warm, rock them, kiss them, and sing to them. I remember the first time I saw Catalina. She was so tiny. She almost looked like a tiny baby monkey. She had tons of black hair, huge black eyes that seemed out of proportion to her tiny little face and tiny body. She was beautiful to me. I was immediately put in charge of her. I bathed her and put a fresh little white t-shirt on her. I don't know if Catalina was her real name. The nurses gave the babies names as the babies were usually left in the streets of La Paz by moms who could not take care of them. I thought the name fit her and as the days went by I fell in love with my little Catalina. I almost felt like she was my own. Several weeks passed and Catalina did not seem to get any better. She could not keep formula down and she was not gaining any weight. I would rock her and sing to her, hoping that I could heal her tiny body with love and affection that I felt for her. One day she would seem to be a little better and the next she would lay listless in my arms. After three weeks, the doctors came in and put an intravenous line into the vein in her tiny foot. Another week went by. And as each vein feeding this tiny baby would collapse, a new vein would be found for the tube to go in. I spent more and more time with Catalina. Some days she would look up and smile at me and my heart would melt. Other days she seemed as if her whole body were hurting. I would softly rub her arms and legs and hold her over the stoves to keep her warm. I would rock her in the old rocking chair and sing to her. I don't know how old Catalina actually was when they brought her to the clinic 
Most babies look like newborns, even though they were six or seven months old. I guess that Catalina was probably three or four months old. I had been working with her for a month. One day I decided it was her birthday and I sang happy birthday to you. She looked up at me, but did not respond or smile. Finally, one day as I arrived at the clinic, a doctor was working on Catalina trying to find a vein to put a line in. He shook his head and said he could find no more veins to try. He handed me the baby and left. I held Catalina until nine o'clock that evening. When it was time to go, the nurse came in and said, Senorita, go home. This baby will be dead by tomorrow. It is not a big thing. It doesn't matter. These babies come and go. They have no one. You are wrong, I said to the nurse. She has me. And she does matter to me. She will live. I went home that night and prayed. I've never been rebellious my entire life. I've strived to live the gospel and live a good life. So I prayed and I told Heavenly Father that, that I have never really asked for much so far in my life. Now I needed something so badly. Please let Catalina live, I begged. Let these people understand how important your children are to you. Let her live. Please, please, let her live. I remember praying and pleading most of the night. As morning arrived, I got dressed and hurried to catch the bus to the clinic. My faith was strong, and I was sure that Catalina would have taken a turn for the better during the night. I was anxious to see her and hold her. I hopped off the bus and ran the three blocks to the clinic. I rushed through the doors, down the hall, and into the hospital room. Then I stopped. Her bed was empty. Nothing was left to indicate that she had ever been there or what had happened to her. But I knew she was gone. She had died in the night. I would never find out where they took her or what happened to her tiny body, and maybe that was for the best. The tears started streaming down my face, and I quickly left the clinic. I cried all the way home. The next two weeks were hard ones for me. I felt bitter and angry towards Heavenly Father. He had not heard my prayers. He had not listened. He did not care about me. I did not return to the clinic to work. I was done. I had not shared any of this with my family, and I felt I could not talk with anyone about it. It was too personal and too painful. I did not attend church for two or three weeks. I did not say my prayers. I was alone, and I was miserable. Then late one afternoon, I left the house and took a bus downtown. I walked the streets of La Paz, where everywhere I looked, I saw a city full of poverty. There were Bolivian women, often barefoot, wearing long, dark skirts and ponchos, carrying their babies in pouches on their backs. There were homeless bums sitting in front of stores begging. Children were playing in the streets with no shoes and tattered, dirty clothes. Does God really know any of these people? Does he really care about them? But then I heard laughter. It was coming from children playing soccer in a field. One woman was sitting with her baby in her lap, playing with him and laughing. There were neighbors out talking to each other and laughing. These were poor people who had nothing, and yet they seemed happy. Then it suddenly came to me, not a voice, but a thought, an understanding that came into my mind as strong as if it had been spoken. Do you understand the plan for mankind? Yes, there will be heartache. There will be trials and much unhappiness here on earth. But I do know my children. Catalina is now with me. She is safe and happy and out of pain. Suddenly it became clear to me that my purpose here on earth was not to try to prove to anyone that God lives or loves all of his children. He loves the poor, 
the homeless, the sick, and the weak. He loves those who have much and those who have nothing. He knows each of us, and he loves each of us. He knows me, and he loves me. My purpose would be to do what I could to help take care of some of his children here on earth and make life a better place for them. My heart rejoiced, and I felt the healing power of the Savior come over me. The anger I had been feeling left me, and peace came into my heart. As I look back through the years on earth, I know I have tried to live my life with this challenge in mind. Sometimes I have failed, or not done very well. Sometimes I have failed, or not done as well as I would have liked to. But other times I feel I have made a difference. I hope someday I will see Catalina's face and rejoice in the lesson that I learned from her.